Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is time for the Dark Carousel. <laughs> Hello, boys and girls. We are back with the Dark Carousel podcast. This will be take two because, unfortunately, take one didn't go well, so we're already having fun today. So, Snags will be joining us here in a second. Also, Mr. Sandman come to join us as well. But today, we will be talking with the Grim Trail from Louisville, Kentucky. Start this up so I can say what I have to say real quick. So, get Grim Trails, guys. They're in Louisville, Kentucky. Make fun of me because I say Louisville. Uh, their address is 2600 Phrase Hill Road. I have a lot of questions to ask them because it says that their haunted attraction takes you in a deep, twisted, spooky world of fairy tales and folklore. And I was just talking to these guys. The only reason why I'm talking so fast because I have one minute for I call them is hey do these guys play fucking D&D &D? and I fucking hope so <laughs> we're gonna find out and, damn it dude I was I was doing really good <laughs> that was cool but that was a speed run of it the <sighs> first version sounded better it until... sounded good because I was really into detail and I had a few minutes yeah. to you know shit myself his mic's not on it is now uh oh. Here's this. There's Handman. There I am. Fuck, man. I was like feeling great. Uh, well, guys, it is time to talk to the spooky people, Courtney and Michael. You got a Bluetooth your phone still, too. Fuck! From uh, Grim Trails Haunted Attraction. Honestly, I'm pretty excited to hear. Hopefully, the phone call goes good. It should. You sound a little excited. Yeah, I was more excited five minutes ago. <laughs> Take two. Shit. Did you test to make sure you're good? Oh, no. Just play a sound. I'm trying. Uh-oh. It's up. No, that's not that one. Not working, Steven. That's right here. It's playing through my phone. There it goes. There it goes. All right. That's my song, guys. It's called The Quest. Look it up on YouTube. More is blood. All right. Here All right. we go. Call them. <clears throat> Courtney and Michael. I love it when it does that. It's been a while. Hello? Hello, is this Courtney? Yes, it is. Hello, Courtney. This is Arthur from the Dark Carousel Podcast. How are you doing? Doing all right. I've got Michael here with me. Hello, Michael. How are you doing, sir? I'm pretty good. How are you? Well, I appreciate you guys being on the show and talking with us and stuff. Um, you know, I... And Steve and I, and we have another guest. His name's uh, Justin, a.k.a. Sandman. And then you have Steve, um, which is him and I are the owners. Um, so anyways, we called you up, and I've got a hold of you guys because, you know, we've been podcasting for going on three years now. Five years now. Sorry about that. Uh, five years now. And uh, Steve and I and um, Sandman over here is, you know, we've been in the haunt business for quite, quite some time. Uh, actors um, and just I've met so many people in this world and I've followed so many haunts throughout the years of being a haunter. And uh, so I, I, I'm on, I'm on Instagram and stuff and I saw that your guys' stuff randomly pops up. And I, I love that because I just see random haunts across the country. And um, I came across your guys' stuff and what really caught my eye is, you know, the, you don't see it as much, you know, fairy tales and folklords. You, you don't, you don't hear that in the haunt world. And it's like, oh, shit. And then so I watched a YouTube video from uh, Scare Factor. Um, and I was like, holy hell. So they, you guys have so much room um, to, like, just have. And 
Thank you for, you know, doing something that's different. So it caught my eye. I wanted to get a hold of you guys. And here we are on the podcast to, you know, ask questions and hear about what got you started in the haunt world. Michael was there for the beginning, so I'll let him take that one. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Sorry, that was probably an earful. But, again, we last time we interviewed somebody was, um, uh, I think, up in Buffalo, uh, fright world and um, it's we're kind of rusty right now, so I'm kind of talking a little too much. Okay. Um, so, well, my dad started it uh, as a home haunt technically in 1980, and um, it, it kind of started as a thing to have kids so they wouldn't be going to the mall to trick or treat and actually have real trick or treating, and it grew throughout the years. Um, and then I came along in 1990, and then it really started to grow as I got into high school in the early 2000s. And uh, we went to our first uh, trade show in 2006, and Transworld in 2007. And then by 2007, uh, one of our landscape customers actually owns this big uh, shopping complex in, in our area. Okay. And uh, opened up uh, a small, like, 2,700-square-foot indoor attraction. Ooh. Uh, that year and then that's the next year off and we have a property that we use for our landscaping and opened it up uh and it was four acres and that's where we opened our real haunt at and it grew from there and in 2020 which surprisingly was our business we've ever had we uh we kind of expanded and someone wanted to buy our property so we ended up selling that and uh the state park had approached us and we spent basically all of 21 uh, negotiating with them we opened for our first time in uh, State Park. Oh, now, um, how was it with you guys uh, when, you know, COVID hit? I mean, because a lot of haunts, you know, here in Ohio, here across the country, either they had a lot of mandations that they had to do or they actually had to shut down for good. How did you guys manage that? Well, we were worried at first. And um, we had to submit a... Uh, COVID plan to like our state government and everything. We actually didn't get a response to it mm -hmm. for a really long. So we got a little nervous. I actually listened to Daryl's uh, interview with, I think his name was Jim Shaw. From, okay. Yeah. Um, had a similar situation to what they had. Yeah. We had a, where, we had a really good uh, interview with Jim not too long ago. Yeah. We had kind of a similar situation where we were thankfully outside, which the way Kentucky calculated out how many people you could have present with COVID was based on square footage. Mm -hmm. And the square footage of four acres is a whole lot bigger than anything um, any of the other haunts in Louisville had. And some of them managed to get open to the indoor haunts, but we were the only outdoor attraction in Louisville that opened. Uh, so we were, we had a lot of customers that were very much more open to going outside and not being trapped in a room with strangers. Absolutely. With the virus. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's crazy because, you know, during haunt season of 2020, um, I think that was probably the most I've ever had fun as a haunt actor. Um, and, you know, the people's energy was um, just through the roof because like you just said, you know, they were trapped for so long around the same people. And then all of a sudden, they, I think that was a really good year for haunt owners and attractions itself. Yeah, I think especially around here, I'm pretty sure uh, everyone around us, we all had pretty much our best year up to that point um, who was open. And some people didn't open, which I think helped you it and, uh, Again, we were worried because everything kept getting shut down, but it ultimately helped us that we were allowed to open, and it gave people some. 
Yeah, like Louisville and Kentucky in general is just like comically obsessed with high school sports. I don't know if that's everywhere, and that was closed. We had no Friday night football. We had no Saturday, Sunday night, any of it. Uh, so that really steered people towards, I think, the haunted houses. Absolutely. And we benefited probably the most from that. Uh, we even had, like, Red Bull wasn't doing their Wings Girls at events because the events weren't happening. So we had Red Bull bring us, like, 8,000 cans and said, give these away and we will give you money. That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. And so many people going through and not finishing those Red Bulls and pouring them out at the door that the, the dirt at the old property smelled like Red Bull. <laughs> I bet it when it rains, everybody just gets hyper. It's like, okay, here we go. Red Bull time. Red Bull. <laughs> Uh, that's wonderful. So you guys have been uh, doing this for you know quite some time now. Um, now Michelle and Michael, you guys are also you guys haunt and act too. Um, my name is Courtney. I that's came in at 20- I'm so sorry. Just an actor. Um, and then 2015, I started to see some things in the haunt where I was like, I can do this better. Please let me take it over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, social media costumes and a little bit of actor management but that's not where my strength is um so i if you went through grim trails you saw any of our social media i played our pirate this year okay okay Um, before i've been maleficent i've been goat satan which was a big old fursuit um we always say that we won't ask our actors to do anything that we won't do yeah so if somebody's suffering in a really really sweaty suit it might be me okay now, uh, like when um, people come through of like, you know, normal haunts and, you know, you everybody has their Karen, you know, everybody has those those one people that you just want to tell them just to fuck off. Get out. You don't you don't you don't belong here. Now, since you guys said, uh, you know, do the Satan things, uh, do you guys get any conferences, con- uh, conflict or anything? Fucking talk. <laughs> but uh, have you guys ever like gotten any like issues or anything like that before? Um, so that scene was kind of funny because we we kind of did the folklore around the um, A24 movie, The Witch. Uh, so we had like Pumpkin Pulp's big goat mask. Oh, yeah, on. yeah. Um, and we kind of went with like a Salem folklore. It wasn't so much like a let's worship Satan. We had two girls and one of them, I say girls, they were they're in public now, but they... One of them was chanting, and the other one's like, this has gotten out of hand, help us. So it was very much like something bad is happening. It wasn't so much of like, hey, let's summon. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. No, I know. Uh, I'm sorry. Because it still runs. Okay, well, that's that's awesome. I know Pumpkin Pulp. Uh, uh, I know Pumpkin Pulp, uh, they've done, you know, a bunch of props and uh actually one of their sh- one of their uh masks they have are just absolutely in the goat one i know exactly what that is <laughs> steve's over here making fun of me because i talk too much <laughs> but anyways um so one question i have to ask you guys uh just because i just i have to ask do you guys play D D? we do not uh, a bunch of our actors do though okay well uh, only reason i say that because like you know a lot of people you know, they don't do the folklores and stuff. I'm like, man, these guys got to be played D&D or something because it's such a mythological thing. And I'm like, dang. Well, that's 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 the, that's one question I wanted to ask. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, so, uh, Michael, you said you, you build the structures? Yes. Now, yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah. 
do you do that uh, mainly on the off seasons and stuff, or like during season? Here, say that again. I'm sorry. So when you're doing the structures and stuff, do you usually, you know, take the off season obviously and do that? But during operation season, do you guys uh, also work on your uh, guys's uh, structures? Uh, we do sometimes. Uh, I try my best to get everything done pretty much right before we open. Um, I usually start building around January or so and kind of go through. Um, me and my dad are uh, land also besides owning the haunt. Okay. And like right now we're slammed, uh, so it's just two days a week being able to be there and build. Um, and then in the summer, I usually take at least a month or two uh, off from regular work, uh, which kind of hurts. But um, we do that so I can be there every single day and build all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, last year was really, really close. We had to basically start from scratch because um, we had no built-up structure. And we were trying to get back to where we were after nine years in one or eight years in one location and do that all at once. And it was it was really tight. We. I uh, believe it. <laughs> four months straight and it, that hurt financially so done man that's that's crazy now i know uh you guys ever heard of the blood prison up in yeah. mansfield uh so in their haunt they have to tear down and put it up every single year um because uh the ohio reformatory is owned by the government and they still mm-hmm. do tours and stuff, and they have to tear down their... I just can't believe that, because like the, a lot of their stuff is naturally just um, a great scene to work in, and they're, just their scenery was just, just natural because of the building itself being so old. Uh, but again, it just blows my mind away that they, they tear down every last bit, and then it is rebuilt every year. So I can only imagine you guys took four months, especially out of your own time, to rebuild the haunt where it was, and oof, no thank you on that one. Did, did Are you mortuary down in New Orleans? Uh, no. They were on, I think it was Legendary with 13th Gate last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually are a working funeral home. So they also do the teardown thing. And my understanding was that there are some times where they close for the weekend and tear down. Oh, screw that. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't, I, I mean... I know not everybody's perfect and have, you know, the money to stay at a place, you know, 30, 40 years, but man, that would suck. I mean, it's like moving out of your house and just starting right. from scratch again. I don't even want to think about doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Moving. The first contract was uh, saying we have to tear down. We like have a month to build and then we have a month to tear down after season. We negotiated and got that worked out. We have everything up year round. Oh God. Like, put on the, good show at least in our eyes we can't put on a good show if we can only leave it up for a month yeah yeah i, I man yeah props and my hands off for to you guys for that one Mm-mm. um so you guys are strictly outside now um we are outdoor with small outbuildings yeah okay cool now so uh how do you guys is uh, do your little uh, special effects like with your lighting and stuff do you guys just have extension cords or like generators and stuff what that was actually one thing that really kind of hurt us on the building last year is we took about three months um, to get our electric put in. We have all um, fresh electric run. Uh, we actually had to wait about a month for an inspector to come out and uh, make sure everything's all said and good. So we, we have power boxes pretty much at every building. That's wonderful. Wow. Yeah, a lot of homes yeah, don't have, have that these days. All the lines, all of it. So mm. the property we are on, um, it was. It was actually one of Kentucky's first four asylums. Oh, shit. No, thank you. 
we have 900 confirmed burials on the property. So when we build and dig trenches for electric, we're like, please don't hit anything. Mm-hmm. Mm. That'd be always interesting. You know, you'd be digging one day and, you know, you just find dis- some co- discover co- some stuff. Color- I mean, some colorful lines. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, like a lot of trespassers, are coming and stuff. It used to have a lot, uh, I think, because we're there all the time. Um, that's kind of calmed down. Um, like the property is tagged all over the place uh, by spray painters. And last year I caught quite a few people in there, but uh, it hasn't stopped happening since we started building. Yeah, yeah it, it's really down. I think I've caught maybe in the last eight months where uh, last spring I was catching somebody every week. See, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. You know, and people in this world they just completely just don't care about the amount of work someone has put into something. It can be art, it could be a car, it could be you know a haunt, and they just steal shit. Like, what's what are you doing? Do you get a job? Mm. Yep. God. I, oh, people. People are just like there's. You just, it's just sad. It's so sad. In some of our interviews, we've talked to, like I said, other haunt owners, and they've told us stories, like on some of their original haunts that they've built, that they've actually had people come back and burn their haunts down. Mm. And mm. you know, and of course, they're not covered in insurance on that, so they lost everything they created because a lot of these people are also artists too, and yeah. these are irreplaceable pieces of art they created with their own hands, you know, when they lost their haunt. So they lost that art as well. And, you know, your heart goes out to them because um, we have another uh, person that we're pretty cool with that uh, was it morbid one of morbid or FX or grace to grace one of them actually owned their own haunt for a long time. Oh, that was Patalis Studios. Yeah, Patalis Studios. Yeah. He actually owned his own haunt for a long time. And then I think it was – he went through it twice. The mm-hmm. first one burned down, and then something happened to the second one, and finally he just stopped you know, doing haunts because of that. So just, People just, just don't – they just don't care. But good job for you guys for definitely keeping up your security and stuff because, you know, that's, 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 a, that's a lifetime dream just getting washed away in a few minutes. Yep. No. We um, – to make this this thing is even more offensive. There's a couple haunts about forty minutes, forty five minutes away from us that air a fence one, like one backs up to the other, Ugh. and like a really animosity, like really really vicious relationship where they will they used to come over and destroy each other's stuff. Yeah, that's oh god, that's a war. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the biggest problem because um, uh, we all uh, work at uh, Land of Illusion. Uh, here in Middletown, Ohio, and I've been there 10 years now. This is my 10th year, and um, just seeing how big that place has grown, it's amazing. But anyways, uh, we have several haunts, like six or seven haunts, and a lot of people just don't understand. We all work for Land of Illusion, so like when it comes to like haunt wars where, you know, this house is better than this house, no, this trail's better than this house, and it's like, guys, we all work for the same damn company. And I don't I don't know why you're you're getting mad, but I could not do that back to back haunts. Oh no. Yeah, but for the most part, like Louisville, I don't know if you're familiar with our market at all, but it's very, very crowded. Mm-hmm. Um there are an awful lot of us like we could go through our phone though and like text <laughs> any of them. Hey, do you want to go to dinner? And most of them will reply the same day and be like, sure. No, yeah. Uh, we're very lucky in that, but it also means that like we have to be on our game down here because it is Everybody's doing something right, and they're all in business for a reason. Yep. And us, the most obvious thing that's different is that we're fairy tales. Um, 
It also means that if you're an actor and you're not happy in Louisville, you can hop to the next one. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. You said it. I I am so happy you said that because it's the truth. I mean, you got people that you know act like they're mm, well. This place is this. Well, then go fucking work at it, man. Go go somewhere. <laughs> it's a weird position to be in Michael because we both do act and we're friends with our actors, of course, to, to a degree. But we've had to move out of like the friends and family mindset. We started where it was all like Michael's friends. And then a few of them, like, have tried to come back after being gone for, like, six or seven years. We would be like, I don't think you can keep up with what this <laughs> Oh, I... I... Of, uh, after we've been home for a few years, wanted to come back. Oh, this is completely different. Like, yeah, this is business now. Absolutely. I mean, this, and that's, and a lot of people don't understand. They don't, well, they don't respect. They it. don't respect it. Like exactly, because you know, there's, there's a lot of Han actors that uh, we have. You know, two hundred plus actors at uh, at Land of Illusion, and you get people that get we call it blacklisted that are not welcome back in the park whatsoever. Well, then they try to come back. What the, no, dude. It, it, we're one. We're bigger and better now. We got rid of all the drama, and yeah. you're the reason why this is an effect now. You know, these rules be, is because of you. So why would we bring that back? We had a kid that uh, was working on a trail. This was probably like three or four years ago. Um, he was dropping acid in the trail. And, oh and then uh, him and his little girlfriend were walking around tripping balls, and they didn't know what was going on, and so they fired him. Well, then they try to come back. No. <laughs> you can't come back. You were, you were, you know, you were scaring people, but I think you were just mainly staring at that wall and scaring people. Well, plus, the bigger you get, you're going to have to start having more stricter rules, unfortunately, because, uh, you know, when you're trying to make a business out of this, you know, for example, like land, you know, they're trying to actually turn it into a year round park to where they have during the summer, they have like a, a water park, they have aqua, and then they have the fall, they have the haunt, and then during Christmas time, they have like you know a big Christmas setup and stuff for people to come. So when you're trying to make a business and keep growing, can't have that. You got to have professionalism and you got to start cutting out the partying and the little kids playing their games, you know, and disrespecting your land. So yeah, it's a lot to take yeah, in. A good time, but it, it's a job. Yeah. So now, uh, what's your with your guys's haunt? Uh, what is your guys's official haunt name? It is Grim Trails Haunted Attractions. Grim Trails Haunted Attractions. Now, who came up with that? Um, that was basically me and my dad. Uh, and the whole idea actually kind of started when we went to do it commercially. Is what are things or things that are kids are scared of? Kind of like old fairy tales. Like uh, some of them are actually really fucked up. Yeah. Uh, with actual story and how dark that is. Like I, this would actually be scary for adults too. And uh, we kind of ran with that. Our uh, our very first year in the shopping center was called Grim Tales, and then when we went to the outdoor location, that's where we really kind of got this down, and uh, it became Grim Trails because we were outside. Okay. Oh, I like that. Now, have you ever heard of the the old like conspiracy story, stories about like uh like Cinderella and like Pinocchio, like when Cinderella, you know, she lost her shoe at the ball, and then when prince charming came to find cinderella you know you had the three sisters well in this story it, it got it got dark so obviously the the three sisters couldn't fit their foot in the glass slipper so one of them chopped their toes off and then the other one you know had to like cut a heels exactly mm. like shit like that when it gets when it goes dark it's like whoa this is kind of creepy but it's real yeah so a lot of people don't realize um the brothers grim 
didn't really write anything. They were what were called philologists. Mm -hmm. Um, So they, all they did was just document stories. Um, So one of the things that we kind of have to do when we're planting a seed is we have to go, okay, what fairy tales do people know? Mm-hmm. Because there are some that are so obscure that, that they haven't had a Disney movie, they haven't had a, anything like that, that if we bring it out, people aren't going to recognize it. No. <laughs> uh, and that changes over time, like if there's enough media about it or if people talk about it a lot. Yeah. We did it- Bluebeard, hard time getting people to recognize it, and so <laughs> we kind of had to reevaluate what it was. Um, we also have to go and say, okay, what is the theory of this story so that we're not just parading out a bunch of Disney princesses? Yeah. And it's super scary to touch on that topic because it's, um, you know, anything like, let's say an artist creates a picture of Mickey Mouse and tries to sell it online. That's illegal because that's, that's Disney's product. If, If it's like the original Mickey Mouse you can't sell anything that has to do with Disney. And it's crazy. Like people were getting sued because like there's a dude that he created uh um uh the what's the dude from cars? Uh Lightning McQueen. Lightning McQueen, thank you. Uh Lightning McQueen. He made his car look like Lightning Lightning McQueen. Well, he got in trouble for it. He got he got sued. It's like, whoa, dude, he was just trying to make something really cool and then you sue him for it. So we kind of get a like, we don't do the Disney movies. It never fails that when we announce we're going to do a scene, a movie comes out. Oh, that's so, so frustrating. At the start of 23, we announced we were going to take our pirate scene and transition part of it into Peter Pan. Oh, that's And now there's a movie coming out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it pits so much because I'll come up with something, and then almost every time, not every time, but almost every time, Disney will release a trailer right after I've made the decision. <laughs> hey, you guys, you guys should have did Little Mermaid or something. <laughs> you better start patenting that stuff. Uh, after our first year, we did Maleficent, and then Disney did the Maleficent movie that same year. And I was like, son of a bitch. Uh, they did the Jungle Book the same year we did ours, and that's the You've got to be kidding me. Now, now some, you want to hear some really good stories. Read some D&D stuff. I mean, they are. You want to talk about some mythical, mythical uh, creatures? That that whole there's so many stories. You know, um, Sandman over here. He's been D and D in for since eleven. Since he's eleven, and he's like a hundred years old. Yeah. <laughs> I look like Gandalf. And uh, it's like so he's been doing this since like around the time it started and the, the stories that you know the quests that we go on they can be dark they can be sexual they can be anything and they're so dark i, I would recommend some D stories because man there's stories out there that are just well crazy. even if you don't play directly right off of them it gives you ideas and you could come up with some crazy scenes that's for sure yeah absolutely especially if you guys are doing that folklore stuff it's like all oh, hands that's why i thought you guys played D because it's like Man, this touches the topic of like Dungeons and Dragons, and it's like, holy crap! It really would kind of make sense. I I just don't have the time to really get involved in it. I've, I've thought about. It. I've had some of our actors ask me to, and I just don't have the time to dedicate to it. So I I would just be a drain on it. But uh, it is interesting. I like a lot of the stuff that I've seen from it. It's just. I can't get myself drawn into it. Well, it's not for everybody. But I tell you what, if you ever do it, you're not getting out of it <laughs> because it's so addicting. I know for me and Michael, we would be such a drain on any table. Like, we can't make it. We can't make it this week either. Yeah, yeah we, I know. I feel it. Well, that's. First time 
upsetting that he called me on a Thursday and we got married on Monday just to get it out. <laughs> well, that's the fun thing about D&D. Let's say you you guys get time and you play it one time. Then, you know, the dungeon master can say, hey, well, this person's in exile, so you can be gone, you know, three or four months, and then you can miraculously come back, and here you are. You're back in the game. So that's, that's the beauty about Dungeons & Dragons. And um, so, yeah, I, I would... I would that's, that's definitely a, recommend, a recommendation because it's, it's definitely some fun stuff. So anyways, I'm going to get back on the topic of uh, haunting. Sorry. Um, so anyways, uh, you guys have uh, Electrical Outside, which is great because a lot of haunts don't have that. Um, and you guys are doing some crazy stuff. How do you like, – do you guys like have a, like a favorite special effects company you guys to choose? Um, really? I think it just depends on the thing we're building each year. Um. We've done a lot with a bunch of different uh, fog machine companies. That every one of them has different stuff to use. Uh, this year, we just bought a bungee. Ooh. Um, I can't remember the company that makes it. Um, they're always at Transworld. Yeah. Did you guys go um, Transworld this year? Oh, yeah. Oh, Michael, did I just... uh, lucky. Oh, I've been there in a while. We, uh, what else do we do? Um, always get the big animatronics that we can afford, um, and that works for us per year. And uh, Immortal and Pumpkin Pulp are probably our biggest ones. And uh, Brandy Peace, if you know uh, know her, uh, she's very new, but she makes excellent masks. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we're definitely big into masks. I know um, Steve over here, he owns a few Immortal masks, and uh, I own one. Um, I, my, my favorite thing about, because like, I, I collect masks, and I love, don't get me wrong, I love Immortal on, on their mm-hmm. work. Um, I love CFX. Honestly, I'm, I'm an Immortal guy. Out of like CFX, you know, uh, Basement FX, and all them other uh, silicone companies, but I love small businesses that are coming out. There's a really cool guy in Indiana, um, goes by Evil Jace uh, Creepy Closet, um, mm-hmm. and just he he just he just makes stuff out of his garage, and I was able to we, talk to him, and he cuss- I'm sorry. Um, sorry, I was interrupting him like two or three years ago um, when we were doing, I think it was Alice in Wonderland. He had a really different looking Cheshire Cat mask. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like I don't get me wrong. I love the mass-produced companies, and Mortal has came a long way because I remember it was just CFX. Well, the company that's taken off right now that really blew up, especially right before Transworld this year, from January all the way up till when Transworld started, was Shattered. Yeah, Shattered. Shattered came out with so many masks this past year, this from January up to Transworld. It was amazing on how fast they were popping these things out just to promote for Transworld. Yeah, I think Shatter FX and... I don't know. I, I haven't found a really terrible. No, I, I have seen some terrible silicone masks, but I don't judge them or anything because they're, at least they're trying. Um, yeah. So, uh, how many guys' uh, actors do you guys put in silicone? Um, I'm not actually sure right now. Uh, I think it's maybe four at the moment, but I think we've got like eight silicone masks. Nice. Because um, we, we had them all at our old location. And it's kind of changing over where they're not all in scene anymore. Um, so I think it just varies. Okay. Michael's got a goblin mask. He can't get out because it gives him a headache. <laughs> Those things are like suction cups. Uh, it's bad, and I have a gigantic head, so it, it presses on my much, which kind of so, so, so does uh, Steve over here. He's got a he's got a melon head, and those masks, man. He takes them off. It's like. <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> it's great. Like I have a, I guess I have a normal head. Mine just comes off like a sock. Did you guys see anything from CFX at Fear Expo? Honestly, I haven't seen anything on my, any social media. Say, I've been keeping an eye on CFX, and they really haven't been putting much out, that much out lately. Well, they were brilliant because I, I don't know how they rigged it up, but they had a pump with a mask on it mm-hmm. so you could see how to look on a gigantic head. Oh, yeah. my gosh. See, that that's that's brilliant, too. We need some ACs in these motherfuckers. We need some fans. They need to make, like, a mad scientist with, like, you know, gears in its face and stuff. And at least one, like, computer fan just constantly going. That would make life so much easier. <laughs> Give me some little AC tubes. Well, that's the secret, though, with silicone. The more you sweat, it actually helps more movement and function in the silicone to Not your face. Not when you're fucking, you know, pouring out like a waterfall. Well, and you're spitting on people. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> learn how to micromanage it. Um, I noticed what wearing it is it, it'll be stuck to my face really well and then I just get my hand under it and it just pops off because of all the sweat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden that tightness is just gone. Yep. Now um so you say you about have you know a little over four people uh wearing silicone and stuff. Um who guys who does your guys' costumes and stuff? I do. Awesome. How long have you been doing costume and designing? Um I started sewing at thirteen years old and I'm turning thirty this twenty 30 I'm turning 30 this year. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't remember when. Um, it's all new to me. Um, I have the costumes for the haunt for about, is this year six? I think so, yeah. Six or seven, yeah. About six years when I started, um, I came on my first like event with the haunt before season because I was all in from the start was a parade and I watched them poking holes to put zip ties to make a dress fit somebody. And that hurt my heart a little bit. <laughs> um, so we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, that's awesome. Um, I know I, I really love uh, that, you know, some haunts, they go out and, you know, they buy the best of the best, you know, from Dark Creations. Everybody can afford Dark Creations, right? And, um, uh, but the people that actually put their time into, you know, their haunt, they're actors. They care about it. The costuming is the biggest thing. You know, you can't just throw them into, you know, ripped jeans and a bloody T-shirt and go out there and yeah. say boo. But you actually have, like, haunt people, like you guys. You guys are haunters. And um, you, you guys make it for them. And that's what brings your veterans back as a, as, as a group of friends, family. I mean, you, get, you, you, build a, you build a really good group of people throughout the years of haunting. And, you know, they start off as just a normal stranger. And then a few years later, I mean, they're your family. They, they'll do anything and everything for you because they love what you guys are doing. So you guys are, you guys are not only helping yourselves, you guys are helping out a lot of people. And um, I appreciate haunt owners itself because it gets a lot of people out of trouble. It gets, um, you get people that, you know, stay in their house every day of their lives because, you know, they're depressed or their anxiety, but they go out and they meet new people because of what you guys are doing. So thank you for doing that. Um, because, uh, a lot of people don't have that. And for what you guys are doing into haunt, all haunt owners around the world, um, they're, they're, they're just great people. Um, so one of the haunts we really look up to, I don't know if you guys saw the 35-minute video that Days of Living Dead, Statesville Zombie Army put out. Oh, yeah. Out like a, yeah, the yeah, Statesville. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. They put out like a big, long 35-minute episode about the history of their haunt. Mm. And I was watching it just fine. And in the last four minutes, 
are them, all of their, like, adult veteran cast talking about how it, like, saved their life. Yeah. How it, like, their their whole mission is just to, like, give the kids that would have fallen through those cracks yeah. a space. And then they set it to, like, really sad music at the end of them tearing it down. And it's like, oh, we're going for the full waterworks now. Yeah, I know. And that, was, that was such a terrible well, thing. Well, you've seen where Statesville closed, right? Yeah, we were there the last night. Okay. Well, do you know why they closed? Because Seagull Farm took it over. Well, that and also the federal government actually that, came that, through. That was actually false. I figured that out. What? The federal government thing. See, I heard that the whole federal government was going through any federally funded prison at one time, even if it was closed and they turned them into museums, I heard they were taking them over and to keep them historical, they were going to shut them all down because Mansfield, where Blood Prison is, was also on that ballot as well. And we were talking to the owner of that haunt and see if he was able to purchase it from the government to see that way to keep it from closing down. So that's why I was like, also, because we, we talked to Slider Jesus because he was at Statesville. And yeah. when we were talking to him about it, when we did an interview with him, he was upset about it because, you know, he wasn't really looking forward to leaving because, you know, that was his place. Um, and then he went to Hell's Gate. Um, but it was just wild that all of a sudden you're going to lose a lot of haunts just because of supposedly the government's going to take over and they're not going to allow people in these things no more. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that's and that's not the sucks. But again, guys, like you guys, you guys are doing great, and I think what you guys are doing on the folklore stuff—it's just, it's, it's, I, I see and I'm hearing just more and more good in the future for you guys because it's like, I've never heard of a haunt that has folklore and fairy tales. You know, I see like witches sometimes, but nothing to the extreme of what you guys are doing. And I think that's what people need—they need the different. I want the different. So earlier in the show, but right before we gave you the call, uh, when we begin the show, we already told our listeners, you know, who you guys are and then where you're located at in Louisville, your address and everything. Now, one thing we didn't see on your guys' website, uh, do you guys have an idea for your ticket prices for this coming season? Uh, this year, it should be 25 uh, general admission we get. Okay. That way we can give people a little bit of idea that way because a lot of our listeners, you know, we give them, you know, ideas and haunts and stuff to go to check out throughout the season. So we like to give them a full rundown of each haunt. That way they know exactly what to expect when they show up. So hopefully it'll help you guys out and hopefully we can get some people down to you guys this yeah, year. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, now, uh, so you guys sometimes when, you know, you're bored, don't really have nothing to do, you guys go out there and haunt for a bit. I'm in a scene every night of season. Sweet. Now, so since you guys are managers and owners, um, so do you guys uh, uh, you guys ever get like caught up in a situation when you are an actor and all of a sudden it's like shit? I got to be a manager real quick. How's that? How's that work for you guys? Be more. Um, I'm always in costume, but uh, I'm working the queue line with uh, actually our actor manager. And, uh, and our actor coach, he runs the queue line for us. And I'll be in there, especially when we get really, really busy to hit up, keep control. And then I do walkthroughs kind of at security. And I, I'm going through. If anything goes wrong, I fix it. Um, so I kind of fill that role all the time. Okay. Oh, that's great. Do you ever, like, forget to, like, have fun sometimes? Like, when, like, you know, you got something serious going on and all of a sudden it dies down and goes away. and But you're still stuck in manager manager mode. Um, you ever just, like, just forget, like, man, dude, I just, I just miss haunting. You ever just miss that? Sometimes, especially in the beginning of season, where all the stress is still there, and it's not, you're still learning, especially this past year, uh, where we've never been in that location before. 
So it was all brand new. We weren't sure how it was going to work yet. And even with, I think, 60% new cast, because we were off for 2021, yeah. uh, everything kind of dropped into place after the first weekend. And it was really smooth after that. That's cool. So that, it was pretty calm after that, one, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's wonderful. I, that's one thing that, you know, um, I remember I was a, an assistant manager at one of the Hans at Land. And, you know, I did that in 2019. Um, I loved it. It was great. You know, I got to, uh, you know, run the house, talk to the people, um, talk to my, you know, my, my actors and stuff and help them and do all that stuff. But I also just miss like just working in a scene and mm-hmm. just, just not worrying about other people, worrying about myself, being a kid again, and just scaring the shit out of people. <laughs> Definitely so, miss those days. Off in 21, I we took the chance to like go and one cross off a bunch of bucket list haunts for us that we knew we would never see in actual operation because just it was never going to work out that we'd make it to New England in September. But I acted at like five different haunts that year, just no commitment, just dropped in a scene. I actually had some people at Malice Manor over in Jeffersonville, Indiana, look at me and say, "Do you want to throw a fit all night?" And I said, "Absolutely." <laughs> um, so I got a spoiled brat character with zero obligation to go fix anything that I heard break, and it was so much fun. That's great, and but that's that's those are the good times. Those are those are the great times to just like, and that's the only thing that sucks as a committed actor or a haunt owner or anybody can't really go out and see other haunts. Yeah, and it, 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 it sometimes it's like. Fuck, man. But then you're like, well, I hope these, uh, like, like, all the review companies and all the YouTubers and stuff go there and, like, you know, do some recording so I can see it. Because YouTube is my my haunt. That's all, that's all I see. So, Louisville's haunt owner community, is I don't know that on Wednesday night, we actually do an exchange between us and Wicked World out in Lexington where our actors can go through their haunt. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, that's, and yeah. That, that's, that sounds like a pretty good relationship. Over, we uh, bounce back and forth between different haunts on Wednesdays, which is really kind of cool. So everyone gets to see everyone else's show. And then down up in Cincinnati, closer to you guys, they um, have haunters night. They do a haunter night. I believe it's a Thursday early season. Uh, yeah, uh, there's another haunt in Dayton. They are an upcoming haunt. Uh, they just started three years ago. Um, out of nowhere, um, they didn't really have a past of haunting. Um, the guy's name's Fred from Hell's Dungeon, and. Um, you know, he, he never really had a haunt when he was younger, never really had interests. And he he's like, um, you know, everybody else that owns haunts and stuff, you know, he, he's really big into helping kids get off the streets. Um, so, like, you know, the people that you see there are just like uh, not your average, average people, but they're really good kids. And they're, they're honestly like big old sweethearts. I mean, they look different, but they're just like they have huge heart. Um, but he also does, uh, Haunter's Night and stuff, um, which is pretty cool. I like that a lot. I know a bunch of here in like the tri-state area, you know, Dent Schoolhouse, you know, um, sometimes USS Nightmare or Land of Illusion doesn't do that. Um, uh, and honestly a few other haunts that do it too, but I, I like the fact that, you know, Haunter's Night, man, that's, that's definitely a good adventure for that. <clears throat> it also helps some of your actors who want to just take off on the weekend to go see someone else. Uh, we haven't had that problem really the past few years, but uh, we used to have a couple actors who'd want to quit for the night or play sick and then go see someone else's show. And this kind of eliminates that because we do that. And on Sundays, anyone who's not on the Haunter's Night will usually make a trip up on Sunday because we don't open on Sunday. Oh, well, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. What time do you guys typically open? 
we open uh, basically eight to midnight for ticket sales, and it's just Fridays and Saturdays. Oh, cool. Now, uh, do you guys have like a big parking lot? Yeah, we do. Yeah, at our old location that we used to own, um, we had about an acre and a half for parking, and uh, that was one problem we were actually starting to run into is the road, people were starting to park on the road. It was backed up to the major road uh, about a quarter of a mile to us. And uh, then I mean, when we That means you got some good business. Do what? That means you got some good business. Yeah, and it, it was probably the scariest thing for us was just not having enough parking for everybody. And then this move to the park, we've got more parking than we could ever hope for. Sweet. Um, That's great. <laughs> That's great. Now, um, you guys don't charge for parking or anything? No, we don't. Oh, good. That's real good. I like that. Um, uh, I know, uh, do you guys have, is it like a grassy field or an actual parking lot? We kind of have both. Okay. Um, it depends on what's going on in the night because there are other events that happen in the state park. Um, so it, it kind of mixes, but we have, I think, a three-acre uh, paved parking lot that the baseball fields and things use, and uh, if we ever go beyond that, which I don't think we will, at least not in this town, um, we have about, I think it's 15 acres of a grassy field to park in. Damn. So we should have a worry. Yeah. yeah. If you guys feel that, you guys better be calling up, you know, the president and getting yourself a bigger place. <laughs> because if you guys fill 15 acres, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I know. Um, uh, what was the other question I wanted to ask? Oh, does do you, how how is your guys' security out there? They're pretty good. Do you guys have like um you know like the sheriffs and stuff, direct traffic and stuff? We haven't gotten to the point where we need to direct traffic into it. Um, if we get any busier this year, we probably will have to. Um, but we do we have at least one officer every single night. Um, and then we have I can't remember exactly how many security guards we have each night, but we do have a private security company that comes out. Um, and then we have some in security. And uh, we also have, I think we're the only ones in our town that has a full walkthrough metal detector. Oh, okay. Uh, so, and there's too much that's gone on. And uh, and we collect, what, how many do you think? The first night we had some posts and we had like a voiceover, kind of like when you get on a roller coaster saying, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. um, saying, please put it back in the car. And we collected, I think it was 28 knives. <laughs> there's a new coming. <laughs> But we're south enough that it's to get your good old boys with their pocket knife that they kind of just forget about it. Yeah. Um, so I use 28 different knives to open paint cans next year. Well, sweet. <laughs> that's great. Well, guys, that is uh, basically all the questions that I want to ask you. Um, I definitely would, wouldn't mind closer to, uh, you know, haunt season to get you guys back on a show to see where you guys' progress came um, and to listen how excited you are to open up in, you know, 23. Absolutely. Well, heck yeah, guys. Well, you guys have a wonderful evening, um, a wonderful Friday. Um, and this show will come out on Monday, 5 p.m. Eastern time on all major platforms. Um, we just found out we we're on Kindle. So it's like, okay, cool. Uh, no, Audible. Sorry, it was Audible. Um, we didn't even know that. And we we just, some wow. one of our friends told us and we're like, oh, okay, cool, dude. That's, that's wonderful. Um, so you, uh, you look forward to that. And uh, I'll send you guys the links to um, the where where the shows can be posted and keep you guys updated and talk to you here in the next few months. Um, are you guys watching at the Midwest or the Ohio Haunters Association event that's at the end of this month? I'm sorry, say that one more time. Are 
Are you guys going to that Ohio Haunters Association event at the end of this month? Honestly, I don't know. Um, our work schedule. Our, is our work schedule. We, <laughs> we work, work. We work swing shift. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's if we can, we can. If we can't, we can't. I want to. I, I heard it's. I heard it's actually like really, really cool because a bunch of haunters go up there and just you know hang out and talk and stuff. This one, they're apparently doing like a little market type thing with suits, and they're bringing vendors and having them set up. So we're probably going to make the journey up from Kentucky. We haven't gone to one yet, so okay. we're excited too. Yeah, well, if we end up going, then you will definitely see us out there. And they are also making. I don't know if you guys heard. You probably got to do because since you guys follow Transworld, um, uh, East Midwest, not Midwest, uh, Mid Mid East, whatever the Midwest Haunt Connors Convention. It's going out east now over in uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be really cool, and that comes out next year. But all right, guys. Well, again, I appreciate you guys so much for taking time out of your lovely Friday and talking with us and talking spooky with us. Um, other than that, sweet. Do you have any questions for him? That's it, Sandman. No. All right, guys. Well, thank you again. Um, and again, I'll just stay in touch with you guys throughout the months and stuff, and uh, set up another date to talk to you guys. All right, sounds good. Thank right. you. You guys have a wonderful evening. See you later. You too. Well, guys, that was... You're a fucking crackhead. How? You were talking 200 miles an hour the first half hour of this thing. That's why I put up the sign. I'm going to start getting... I'm going to make custom signs. I was doing And I'm going to start pressing buttons. I was doing just fine. And then, yeah, you were going on and on. Yeah, that's why I posted... I'm going to make signs. Digital signs. (laughs) I did. Slow it down, crackhead. (laughs) I was doing fine. Dial it back. I was on. (laughs) I saw you said dial it back. I was like, wait a minute. Dial it back, dude. Let people talk. Jesus. I'm thinking, guys, I'm a talker. Well, ever since we... It fucked up in the beginning, you've been in a rush state. It's like, dial it back. Listen. This ain't your first... No, interview, it's, Linda. but it's my first interview of this year, and it's been a while since I've done yeah. this, and I and I was super excited. You know, I can always just go like that. that would be- <laughs> there you go. I can just do that. That'd I can so hit the mute fucked. button. You know, you know, it's like like how many cups of coffee. Dude, Java, that's, Java, Java, that's Java, my Java, ADHD, Java. and plus I'm <laughs> sipping on this fucking energy water. Oh, I was wondering, it's like just regular water. He's like well, energy. Water. I was starting to blame. I was about to look down there to Sandman and blame him from smoking some stuff. <laughs> God, Jesus, like he didn't even hit a whole bowl, oh, dude. He's like barely hit one, dude. He was like, uh, uh. Again, <laughs> yeah, guys, I, listen, listen, yeah, listen. Linda over here, so <laughs> calm it down. Linda. So Grim Trails, haunted of fairy tales and myth and legends. Um. They sound fucking cool, and I wouldn't mind to check them out this year. Again, guys, um, they are located in Louisville, Kentucky, 2600 Phrase Hill Road. Um, they open up in – last year they opened up around September. Um, this year, I don't know. Uh, ticket prices, not too bad, $25. Um, free parking. Obviously, a 15 acres of you know parking wherever, so that's good. They got security, and they got a badass little haunt. Um, again, guys, check them out. I'm I'm telling these people it's my ending intro, <laughs> outro. Uh, again, guys, check them out, uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and again, guys, stay spooky. I'm Snags. That is uh, Sweets, aka Steve, and Mister Sadman. Again, guys, check us out on all social media and platforms. And every Monday at 5 p.m., we love scary stuff. See you guys. See ya. Take care.